spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Ball Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I ain't even need to help. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. Find new roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Sunday afternoon. The Los Angeles Dodgers, 105 wins on this season. One shy of tying the franchise record for wins in the season. Your 2022 NLS champions took three of five from the Diamondbacks to start the homestand. Now they close things out with the rubber game with this three-game series with the St. Louis Cardinals. Michael Grove on the mound. First pitch in Dodger Stadium is coming up at 110. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. we got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. David Vasse will join us in 30 minutes. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly. And in just a few minutes, again, we'll send it out to the booth with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night... Kirsch was Kirsch as the Dodgers used the long ball to beat the Cardinals. Clayton Kershaw, six innings. He allowed just two runs on seven hits while striking out seven along the way. Clayton Kershaw was efficient. 88 pitches, 64 for strikes. He threw a first pitch strike to 25 of 26 batters that he faced. And he got plenty of run support, and he got it early. Bottom of the first, Will Smith, a solo home run to center. His 23rd of the season, the Dodgers up one to nothing. In the second, Dodgers again unloaded on Cardinal starter Jordan Montgomery. Trace Thompson with a bomb to center. Fly ball, left center field. Well hit on its way, and Trace Thompson has hit it a long way out of Dodger Stadium. His 12th home run of the year. Will Smith in the first, Trace Thompson in the second, and the Dodgers have a 2-0 lead. Dodgers up 2-0. Next batter, Austin Barnes, single to right. That brought up rookie Miguel Vargas. And Vargas with a shot to left center field. That one is well hit, and that one is gone. Miguel Vargas with his first big league home run. He's got a smile from ear to ear as he arrives at home plate. And the Dodgers have a 4-0 lead. Miguel Vargas, his first big league home run. Two-run home run for Vargas, his first in the big leagues. He had a grin from ear to ear running the bases. That's the top-tier play of the game brought to you by Arco. Quality top-tier gas for less. Dodgers with a 4-0 lead through two innings. In the fourth, the Dodgers really poured it on with two outs. Cody Bellinger, an RBI double. That made it 5-0. Then Mookie Betts, an RBI single to right center. That scored Belly and the Dodgers up 6-0. Clayton Kershaw was pitching a shutout in the first five innings in the sixth. 
Uh, he left one over the plate for Nolan Arenado, two-run home run. Cardinals on the board, but the Dodgers still with the lead, 6-2. to two. Kershaw went the six innings. Chris Martin got the seventh, put up a zero. Evan Phillips got the heart of the lineup for St. Louis in the eighth. He put up a zero. The ninth inning belonged to Tommy Canley, who had a 1-2-3 inning. Dodgers beat the Cardinals last night, 6-2. to two. Clayton Kershaw, his tenth win of the season. Kershaw's ERA now, 242 on the season, 180 in the five starts since his return from his back injury. Today, the rubber game of this three-game weekend series with the St. Louis Cardinals. Right-hander Michael Grove on the mound, first pitch of 110. And with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, the rubber game of the three-game series, the Cardinals and the Dodgers, a little bit of magic in the air, a Dodger win today. They clinch home field advantage throughout the National League playoffs. And their magic number over the Astros to secure home field advantage for as long as the Dodgers are in the postseason is five over Houston with 10 games to play. After the Dodgers last night with a six to two win over the Cardinals, a lot of positive signs last night, beginning with the incomparable Clayton Kershaw. Well, he was amazing, absolutely amazing. Of course, he had the uh, the early lead. He went uh, first two outs of the uh, the ball game. Then it was a bloop single. They just closed it out, then struck out three in the second inning. But would you give Clayton Kershaw the lead, which they got with the Will Smith two out home run in that first inning. From that point on, Clayton Kershaw was lights out. Trace Thompson hit a home run second inning. And the kid, Miguel Vargas, his first career home run. And for Vargas, a two-run blast. And uh, we noticed earlier this morning the Dodgers were working out on the field. Vargas is still wearing a big smile and for very good reason. So the Dodgers feeling much better about themselves after their performance last night, after the previous week was, eh? Yeah, it was a little bit uh, kind of discombobulated. For Kershaw, he was not discombobulated at all. In fact, you start to look at Kershaw in the six innings that he pitched last night. Oh, he gave up a home run, that being to Arenado. That's when the Dodgers already had a sizable lead. But for Clayton Kershaw, he threw 25 first pitch strikes in that ball game. He was in complete command right from the get-go. And he is pitching better and better down the stretch as we look to October 11th and the first postseason game. Kershaw now 10-3 and and 2.42 ERA. Opponents hitting 2-11, 124 strikeouts, only 20 walks. It's going to be Michael Grove. He's basically a seat filler at the Oscars getting the start today. Tyler Anderson will make the first start down in San Diego on Tuesday. And the veteran, Adam Wainwright's going for the Cardinals. Yeah, and if we look at this Dodger ball club, kind of back to the normal lineup, which will include now Mookie Betts at the top. Freddie Freeman returns to the lineup. He's at first base. Will Smith behind the plate. Justin Turner will be the DH. Max Muncy is at third base. Joey Gallo getting the start in left field. And for Dave Roberts, we're kind of seeing kind of mix and match who's going to be playing in postseason. And right now, the Dodgers is kind of uh, tuning things up and seeing who's going to be swinging the bat. Last night, they made better contact than they had maybe in the three previous ball games. So it's the Dodgers and the Cardinals. It's Michael Grove and Adam Wainwright. We'll detail the pitching matchup a little later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you, guys. We're off and running on this Sunday afternoon. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. David Vassay will check in. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game contest is coming up. But next, Kirsten Watson will stop by as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Cardinals, first pitch at 110. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. 
This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the in and out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Dave Joseph. Slow go on the 110 northbound between Gage and the 10, and then traffic stays slow through downtown all the way to Stadium Way. Southbound side of the 110 slow between 5 and 3rd Street, while the 5 southbound is slow between Colorado Street and Fletcher Drive. 101 northbound, things are tight between the 60 and the 110 Pasadena Freeway, while the 101 southbound, you're on the brakes between Normandy Avenue and the 110. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Dave Joseph. Thanks, Dave. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Cardinals wrap up this three-game series. First pitch of 110. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Kirsten now joins us before the Dodgers and Cardinals as they wrap up this three-game series, wrap up this homestand after taking three of five from the Diamondbacks to start it way back when, including a doubleheader on Tuesday. Kirsten now joins us. Kirsten, this Dodgers team sitting on 105 wins, a win today, and it ties a franchise record. It sure does. Like last year we saw this team, they won 106 games. That was also tying the franchise record. So if they can pull that off today, uh, it, it does mean a lot to this team because especially considering last year they won 106 games and they still did not win the division Uh, and that's something that they don't take lightly they recognize you know obviously this is a very challenging division and for them to achieve such a thing but still not be able to pull out the NL West uh, that was a tough one for them and so this year obviously they have taken back the NL West we've seen that Uh, so today it's Today, and really, I mean, just this next few days, it's about getting to 106 and then even getting to 107 and setting a new franchise record because this team, they want to be those guys. They want to be that team that this goes down in Dodger franchise history as this is the new record that is here. Uh, so the guys are excited. They know what they need to do. We yeah. finally saw them last night playing just good baseball. It's been a... I don't think it's any other way to put it, but it's been kind of a rough few days for this team, whether it's defensively, the pitching, offense wasn't really showing up. So for them to bounce back in the win column yesterday to have a really just solid performance and get that momentum going again, hopefully that'll feed in today. Uh, it will obviously be kind of a, a tougher matchup on the mound with Adam Wayne right out there for the Cardinals, but hopefully uh, a win and a, a tying of the franchise record for the, the Dodgers and wins. Arms-wise, Dodgers are going to hopefully get a couple of guys back off of rehab assignments. But for Dustin May, last night went on the IL. It's not looking great for as far as him being a guy they can rely upon in the rotation come October. Yeah, so um, with Dustin, he's dealing with it's kind of, it's it's lower half of the body. We know that Dave has kind of he's mentioned uh, just lower back pain, which is what uh, he was placed on the IL um, officially with. Um, SI has come out, something with Clayton Kershaw was dealing with earlier this season that had him down for about a month. Uh, Oblique was mentioned last night, so they don't have the specifics. Dave's kind of just leaving that with the training staff and making sure that they're focusing on Dustin and getting him right. At this point, uh, he's obviously down for the end of for the rest of the regular season. He will be available come the DS if he is able to bounce back. He's going to start playing catch in a few days, uh, so hopefully he can make a really qual- like a, just a strong return and be feeling healthy today. Dave said that he is feeling better. But at this point, it's not looking like he will be able to be a starter just because they have to build him back up, you know, just realistically. You have someone like Tony Gonsolin who's going to start his rehab assignment on Tuesday. He's going to go two innings and potentially jump back into the rotation for the end of the regular season. But he's someone that Dave told us that realistically he'll probably take down four innings in the postseason. So still 
a good amount to get them through, but realistically not a full start. So uh, we might see some kind of like piggybacking situation with those guys. They haven't really decided just what the rotation is going to look like for the postseason just yet. Uh, but it is unfortunate news when it comes to Dustin, but no. hopefully he just continues to you know feel better and progress and because he wants to be an asset. You know, he, he's so competitive and he just wants to do everything he can to help uh, this team win. Fingers crossed he can come back. Kirsten, thank you very much. We'll check in with you after the game. Still to come here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into today's pitching matchup. David Basset goes one-on-one with Tommy Canely, but up next we'll get you an injury report, and we'll check in with Dodger manager Dave Roberts. It's Dodgers and Cardinals on this Sunday. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates with Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Cardinals. Michael Grove, Adam Wainwright, the pitching matchup in this series finale. First pitch at 110. The L.A. Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dustin May on the I.L. with the lower back tightness. Blake Trinan on the I.L. with the right shoulder tightness. More on both coming up with David Vassay. David Price on the I.L. with the left wrist inflammation. Tony Gonson on the I.L. You mentioned from Kirsten. She said the two innings in Oklahoma City on Tuesday. He could be activated after that and slowly start to build him up. Yancy Almonte is close to coming back. One more outing in Oklahoma City, and then he'll return to the Dodgers' bullpen. Let's get the pregame thoughts of the Dodgers skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Dave with... Uh, thank you. <laughs> Dave, with today's matchup, it's kind of like the, the rookie and the vet. Uh, what do you expect to kind of see just from both uh, pitching matchups out there today? It's actually going to be a fun one. Um, so... Wainwright, um, gosh, I remember facing him in 2006, and uh, he was finishing games back then, and he was a guy that was throwing 95-96 with the curveball from the sky, um, and he's still here doing it <laughs> a different way, um, and you got a guy that's just starting their career, he's starting his career in Michael Grove, and um, their best weapon is the curveball. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see the velocity of the two curveballs, but the shape is the same. Uh, one's going to be a little bit harder than the other one, but uh, it, it's going to be a fun little matchup, yeah. How are you seeing Michael uh, just continue to evolve as a starting pitcher now in the big leagues? You know, Michael's uh, he's tough. Um, he's a competitor, a real competitor. Um, he attacks the strike zone uh, with his fastball, his breaking ball. Um, he just doesn't scare off. So um, it's been an up and down for him, spot starts here and there. Um, just to get him here more consistently with us, I think he's more comfortable. But he's going to go after these guys. It's going to be fun. Do you have a chance to match a franchise record for wins again today if you win? Uh, does that 106 mean anything of significance to you guys, or is that something that's short back in mind right now? Um, it, it's certainly important. Um, I don't think it's something we were chasing. Uh, we're certainly in a position to accomplish that, which would be great. Um, but obviously we've got a lot of uh, bigger things in mind. And so to look back on the season and say we accomplished this, uh, when and if we do, absolutely something to be proud of. Any more? Uh, I heard last night you threw out several terms in terms of May. I heard uh, Lat. I heard SI. Any more clarity on May and what, what he's got? 
Uh, no, Dylan. Uh, he's on the 15-day IL, so I know it's kind of uh, lower body issues, and to be quite honest, I haven't dug in on it. Um, he's not going to be playing catch for a few days, so uh, I'm going to let the uh, trainers and all those guys deal with, deal with that and get him right. All right, there's Dave Roberts down in the dugout. Brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vasse as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Cardinals. I'm Tim Cates. It's Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Cardinals wrap up this three-game series. Dodgers' final game of the homestand before a day off tomorrow, then off to San Diego. Michael Grove, Adam Wainwright, the pitching matchup. First pitch of 110. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider David Bassett. All right, David, what's going on with Dustin May? How, how bad is this? What's the, the prognosis look like? Yeah, well, Dave Roberts was not very transparent when he was answering questions about it last night. The L.A. Times, though, reported that Dustin May has a muscle strain in his lower back. And obviously, either way, he is not going to pitch the rest of the regular season. And you would have to imagine that he's not going to be built up fully before the NLDS begins on October 11th. And look, Tim, I, I've said this a few different times. I kind of mm-hmm. feel after Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw, now with the entry to Dustin May even more, the Dodgers are going to piece this together and maybe piggyback starts. Maybe a Tyler Anderson, Dustin May situation, maybe a Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin situation. But after Kershaw and Gonsolin, I just don't see how you can have the traditional starters. And it's similar to the way the Dodgers navigated the 2020 postseason and similar to the bubble experience, there are not a lot of days off in between games in any series. In fact, in the NLDS, there's just one travel day. In the NLCS, same thing. So uh, it's a very condensed schedule. And if the Dodgers can get past the first round, the NLDS best of five, all of a sudden it becomes a very long seven-game series when you don't have those built-in off days. With the playoffs right around, as you're talking about in that first series, can they, they can get away with it in the DS. But as you mentioned, the seven-game series, a different story. They, they, you expect a Gonsolin or a May to possibly then be built up? Because we're talking about you know three and a half weeks from now. Yeah, you could see them being built up even more. But in a mm-hmm. seven-game series, the Dodgers' pitching depth would help them a lot more than in a short series. In a mm. short series, okay. if you see you know DeGrom and Scherzer, it's going to be tough to – Use your depth to beat them. But in a seven-game series, whether it's the Braves, Cardinals, or Mets, the Dodgers' pitching depth will come in more useful than it would in a short series. And look, the Dodgers are hoping, because of it being now a best-of-three wild-card series and not Mm -hmm. just a single wild-card game, that whoever they face in the NLDS is coming off a three-game series where they had to use their best starting pitchers because that certainly would put the opponent in a serious disadvantage no matter who it is. 
Yeah, and the Dodgers will be rested for that NLDS. Today was brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Dave, we've seen the St. Louis Cardinals two games already. Today, the series finale. The Cardinals may be a sleeper team in October? They really are, Tim. Everybody's focusing on the Mets and Braves as being a challenge to the Dodgers. If the Dodgers did see the Cardinals, it would be in the NLCS. Uh, they not only have Goldschmidt and Arenado, but their pitching has gotten a boost with Jack Flaherty returning from basically a season-long injury, and he's pitching really well. The only thing that talking to people with the Cardinals, players and coaches, they would like to see more slug, more home runs to kind of even mm. the scales against a team like the Braves, the Mets, and even the Dodgers. So they got Goldschmidt and Arenado, but they need a little bit more power from the rest of their lineup. Dave, what we saw last night with no traditional closer right now for the Dodgers, Martin, Phillips, Canley, could see a lot more of that in the, uh, in the postseason. Yeah, again, I feel like it's going to be 2020 when the Dodgers <laughs> didn't use Kenley Jansen as their closer. Mm -hmm. They used Julio Urias. They used Dustin May at times. Uh, they, they are going to do different things to be able to get the final nine outs of a game. And I don't believe Tommy Kenley is now the closer. Mm -hmm. He will probably see ninth innings in the postseason, but I don't see him being the exclusive closer. And Tommy's going to join us a little bit later in the show, and we'll ask him about that. All right, looking forward to that. Dave, great stuff as always. We'll check back in with you in just a couple of minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants this time for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You know how it works. Pick the player in the inning. The Wicked Good Play will happen, and if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. It's the Dodgers and Cardinals. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Cardinals final game of this three-game series. Michael Grove, Adam Wainwright, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium coming up at 110. This is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, we have our contestants ready to go. Felix, you are first up. Felix, welcome. What's your guess? Thank you. I'll take uh, Joey Gallo in the seventh. Joey Gallo in the seventh inning. All right. Good luck to you. Larry is our next contestant. Larry, welcome. Mookie Betts in the fifth. Mookie Betts in the fifth inning. All right. Good luck to our contestants today. In the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest, a world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. We got two weeks left in the season. The race for the postseason is on. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. Dodgers' best record in baseball, top seed in the National League. In fact, they can clinch home field with a win today and a Mets loss or a Mets loss. The Mets have the second-best record in the National League at 96-57. and St. Louis Cardinals, a six-and-a-half-game lead over the Brewers in the NL Central. They're on the verge of clinching. As for the three wild-card spots in the National League, things started to get interesting. The Atlanta Braves have a firm grasp on the top spot as far as the wild-card is concerned. Then it's the Padres and Phillies for the second and third wild-card spots. The San Diego Padres have a half-game lead over Philadelphia. They seem to be going back and forth every other day, depending on who wins and who loses. The Milwaukee Brewers still in the running, only a game and a half back for that third and final 
wild card spot. Remember, the top two teams receive a bye in the wild card round, so right now the Dodgers and Mets are those two teams. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday for leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Cardinals on this Sunday. Final game of this three-game series. Final game of this long homestand. It's off to San Diego for the final three games of the road part of the regular season. Been back home against the Colorado Rockies. First things first, Dodgers and Cardinals. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into that stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's Dave Joseph. I'm Dave Joseph with a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. In Glendale, the 134 eastbound at the 2. Look out for a stall blocking the right lane. Traffic slow on the 5 southbound between Los Feliz Boulevard and Mission Road. Also slow in downtown L.A., the 101 northbound between the 60 and the 110 Pasadena Freeway. While the 101 southbound, you'll find yourself on the brakes from Western Avenue to the 110. South L.A., the 110 northbound between Florence and the 10 is slow, and then traffic stays slow to Stadium Way. The 110 southbound, you're on the brakes between Hill Street and 5th Street. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Dave Joseph. Thanks, Dave. After the game, how about heading over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes? In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Dodgers and Cardinals, Michael Grove, Adam Wainwright. The pitching matchup, first pitch at 110. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll also check in with Tommy Canely. We'll preview this pitching matchup today, but first... And now, joined by David Masse, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, Sunday's a great day for reflection. And before we look ahead to today's game, how about last night, Clayton Kershaw putting on a clinic with those first pitch strikes? Well, he did. And uh, what's really kind of, if you go hand in hand with, with trying to make analogies of pitchers, I, I don't know what the scouting report was for the St. Louis Cardinals. I do know that you and I talk quite often in the research that, that I come up with. If you go no balls in one strike against Clayton Kershaw this year, it's a 135 batting average against. Now, that's not an enviable position at all. However, first pitch this year when opposing hitters put the ball into play, this number shocked me yesterday morning when I found it. A 404 batting average against on the first pitch that they put into play. However, you came up with a great number last night on the postgame show on how many first pitch strikes Clayton Kershaw delivered last night. 25 first pitch strikes, 24 in a row after Albert Pujols' at-bat in the first inning. It was the second highest percentage of first pitch strikes in a game started of four or more innings since 2000, Rick. You know, and there's a couple of pitchers, if they look at the benefit of getting ahead in the counts, I think it's going to help them. I think of Dustin May to begin with. We talked about with Tony Gonsolin last year. He improved greatly this year in what he was doing and delivering, getting ahead in the count rather than pitching uphill and pitching from behind, which I've always felt is a benefit, obviously, to the hitter because now you're eliminating the number of pitches that the guy has to work with on the mound. He gets four mistakes off the plate out of the strike zone as a hitter. You only get three, and even if you're successful in any of those three strikes, there's eight gloves out there, and there's another glove right behind you, that being the catcher. So, yeah, it behooves uh, pitchers to kind of pay attention to Clayton Kershaw. He has been masterful, and I think also, David, 
uh, it, it works to his benefit when you look at the fact the Dodgers jumped out early in the third bat of the game. Will Smith hits the home run, so he has an early one to nothing lead. And then there's two home runs, one hit by Trace Thompson, a two-run blast by Miguel Vargas, his first major league home run. So really, right out of the shoot, Dodgers had a 4-0 lead, so it behooves Clayton Kershaw to follow up and get ahead in the counts. Rick, going back to your point about hitters against Kershaw, it's not just against Kershaw, and I was talking to Nomar Garcia-Parra about this last night, and he gets very passionate when you start talking about hitting. He was a first-pitch, aggressive, early-in-the-count type of hitter, and he said there's numbers to back it up. When you swing and try to put the ball in play early in the count, you're a better hitter. Did you feel that way? Do you see that in the I, game? I think sometimes it depends upon the pitcher. Um, you know coming to home plate, if it's a pitcher that you have seen many, many times, you know if you see the ball particularly well against them. And for whatever reason, I mean, it's really kind of crazy because you can analyze maybe what you have done in the past with somewhat identical pitchers. Say they're, they're both tall, right-handed pitchers that are fastball and maybe slider pitchers. And yet one you will hit better against than the other. And yet if you look at the video, they, they might appear to be identical. There's just something about it that you pick up the ball easier. Getting back to your question on, on being able to hit better early in the count, uh, I, I think there's a lot of pitchers that say, hey, look, the best pitch I can make is strike one and is at a higher percentage of fastballs. With most pitchers, the numbers would dictate yes. Or maybe a get-me-over off-speed pitch? Yeah, yeah but uh, that's a pitch that you lay off of because that becomes a pitcher's pitch. One of the successes, one of the many reasons the Dodgers have had success this year and in, in recent years too, is that they are not only patient as hitters, uh, and you can run that to an extreme amount, they're selective as hitters. And I like to say that they are more selective uh, as hitters, as if the pitch thrown to them either may or may not be worthy of the swing. Today's Dodger Game Plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. I love talking shop with you, Rick. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> Get out of here. Tim, we'll send it back to you in the studio. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor. Mm. On game day, feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey. Still to come here on Morago Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of today's pitching matchup. Rick and Charlie will have the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with Tommy Canely. Could be a big factor in the Dodgers postseason run out of the bullpen. We'll hear from him next. Dodgers and Cardinals on this Sunday. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Cardinals, Michael Grove and Adam Wainwright. The pitching matchup on this Sunday, first pitch at 110. Opening weekend of the autumn racing meet is at Santa Anita Park and it kicks off on Friday, September 30th. Watch the top horses punch their ticket to the 2022 Breeders' Cup with new events and experiences at the Great Race Place. Tickets at SantaAnita.com slash events. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. 
All right, it's Sunday fun day, and the Dodgers obviously enjoying baseball's best record, and they have gotten reinforcements in the form of Bruce Star Gratterall and our guest, Jersey's own Tommy Canely. Thanks a lot for the time, Canely. New York. New York and not Jersey? Come on now. Yeah, I'm from New York. <laughs> Man, you feel like a Jersey guy. No, no, no. Upstate New York. But, uh... Oh. But uh, I'm feeling good, you know, just uh, finally back, you know, being healthy. It's nice to not have to worry about going through another rehab process. So it's just nice to be out here with the guys, be, be part of the team, and actually contribute this time. So it's, uh, it's a good feeling. Tommy, how disconnected do you feel when you're on rehab? I've heard guys say that, and I guess now being back in a big way makes you feel like part of the team. Yeah, I, I agree. Like you, uh, When you're away in Arizona, you kind of feel disconnected from the team. It's tough. But uh, it, it is nice when you do at least have some guys with you. Yeah. But obviously you don't want them there, but it is nice to have a couple guys with you down there. That way you, we're all going through it together. And then you come back here, it's great to be back with all the guys and, you know, you feel like you're missing out. You get that the FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have 105 wins. Yeah. Is the FOMO greater when it's as good of a team as this one is? It sure is. I mean, this team's incredible. I mean, been watching it for two years now. And even before when I wasn't with the team, when I was with in New York and Chicago. I mean, Dodgers have had great ball clubs. And it's just been a great thing to watch. And now be a part of is even better. Can you compare in the short time you've been with the Dodgers to what it's like to pitch in New York in the Bronx? Is it the same type of energy and excitement? Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, I've seen the best of both worlds pretty yeah. much. So New York and L.A. And I'd, I'd say, yeah, for sure. Like, I've, this is the two biggest market teams. And it's, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things to do is pitch for a team like this. So Once you got here, do you feel like yourself? Is there that mental hurdle where you have to trust your body? Uh, yeah, uh, it went, I went through the first time coming back, and I didn't feel so great. But I thought it was just kind of rigors of, of Tommy John, and basically I guess it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, But now I'm back for the second time, and I feel great, and I kind of starting to feel like my old self again, so it's nice. You told me you're a more passionate Eagles fan than some other more famous <laughs> baseball players. I, I guess so, yeah. I want to say I'm the number one fan, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thought. I have two strikes against me today. Number one in the clubhouse, I'm mistaken Kane Lee's Reggie White Eagles jersey for a Jets jersey. <laughs> and then I said you're from Jersey when you're from the other side of the oh, river. Yeah. yeah, two mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Uh, one <laughs> you're more. out. Oh, wow, yeah. Why Reggie White? Uh, just grew up watching the Eagles, and uh, it, was the, yeah. you know, it was the freaking green machine, man. Yeah. They had Reggie, Randall. I first fell in love with Randall Cunningham. Yeah. I mean, that's who really got me with the Eagles. Wow. that Nobody in Philly appreciated Randall Cunningham when he was there. Yeah. And ever since he left, all you Eagles fans now love him. <laughs> yeah, right? That's probably the case. <laughs> Man. How good are the Eagles this year? Nah, they're looking good so far. So far, so good, you know. How emotional do you get wrapped up in an Eagles game versus your own fantasy football team? Uh, definitely probably the Eagles games more than fantasy. I like yeah. that. Like but, uh, yeah, it could get pretty crazy. My wife always has to leave the room. <laughs> oh, so were you there when they won the Super Bowl? And uh, are you similar to the character Bradley Cooper played? Uh, so, yeah, that character is pretty much like his father in the movie, Silver Linings. Yeah. That's probably me. <laughs> okay. But uh, I didn't end up going to the game just because I was too superstitious, oh, and okay. I stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And you celebrated with your family, I'm sure. Uh, no, I actually watched it with one of my buddies who's an Eagles fan. And that was it. Just us two. We told all of our friends, no, we're not watching it with you guys. Sorry. You are a real fan. You are that dad oh, at yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, before I let you go, last night when you came into the ninth inning, Dodger fans were freaking out that you're the new closer. <laughs> Do you feel like they have set you guys up in the bullpen where you understand no matter what inning it is that the groupings of hitters is what to focus on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wouldn't take it as a closer role. It's just me coming in and facing three lefties. So uh, at the end of the day, it's Doc's decision. You know, He's going to put in who he feels is right at the time, and we're all here. We're going to be ready out in the bullpen. Whatever inning they, he wants to use us, we're all going to be ready. You have the right demeanor to get the final three outs, but is the ninth inning for everybody? Uh, I'm not really sure about that, but I've always wanted to be a closer, obviously, but uh, nice. I think it's, it's, a, it's a different inning. I know it's a different animal. Yeah. Um, it always has been. I've heard from – I've talked to so many closers over the years, and it, it really is. I mean, it just depends. I mean, like I said, it's going to be Doc's decision. Uh, we all trust him, and we're going to keep on winning. Well, the Dodgers trust Tommy Canely. Thanks a lot for the time, and, hey, I got out of here with only two strikes. <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> there he goes, Tommy Canely, Tim, a big part of the Dodger bullpen. We'll send it back to you in the studio. All right, thank you, David. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Shout out to Dr. Andy Chang, head of pediatric urology at chla one of the best doctors out there chla.org leading you up to first pitch dodgers and cardinals on this sunday up next we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup i'm tim cates this los angeles dodgers audio network this is morongo casino dodgers on deck on your home for the blue all season long it's the Dodgers and the Cardinals' final game of this three-game set, the rubber game. They split the first two. Cardinals won on Friday. Dodgers bounce back with a win last night. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 110. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Michael Grove on the mound for the Dodgers. No wins, no losses. ERA over four. 25-year-old right-hander has really bailed out the Dodgers, making his fifth start in the big leagues, his sixth appearance. 2018 second-round pick out of West Virginia. Last time out, he went five innings, gave up five runs on nine hits, a couple of home runs, seven strikeouts, but kept the Dodgers in the game in that doubleheader against Arizona on Tuesday. He got a no decision in that game. Again, he's really helped him out because of injuries, pitching every five days. He's now making three straight starts. He is going up against 41-year-old right-hander Adam Wainwright. 11 and 10, 338 ERA. He's in his 18th season in the big league, all with the Cardinals, making his 31st start this year. Last time out, Adam Wainwright, six innings, four runs, six hits, just one strikeout and a loss to the Padres. He is a workhorse. Five plus innings in 27 of his 30 starts this year. He's making his 19th appearance, 16th start against the Dodgers in his career. He's seven and five with a 253 ERA, but he's just one and three at Dodger Stadium. And his first appearance at Dodger Stadium since 2021 in the Wild card game in which he got a no decision last year. His last regular season game at Dodger Stadium was back in 2014. His last win at Dodger Stadium, 
2008. He's not allowed any runs in three of his last four regular season starts against the Dodgers, so keep that in mind. Veteran workhorse Adam Wainwright, 41 years old, goes against Michael Grove, the 25-year-old rookie right-hander for the Dodgers. Dodgers and Cardinals, rubber game at this three-game set. We're 15 minutes away from first pitch from Dodger Stadium. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Cardinals on this Sunday afternoon. Final game of this three-game set. Final game of this eight-game homestand after the Dodgers took three of five from the Diamondbacks. Now the rubber game of this three-game series against St. Louis. Dodgers will be off tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in San Diego. Final road games of the regular season before they come back for a six-game series against the Colorado Rockies because of the lockout. Those games got pushed to the end of the year. That's why it's six straight games at home against Colorado. Dodgers baseball brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles. Our bus operators, remember to thank your driver. All right, Dodgers, Cardinals, Michael Grove, Adam Wainwright, the pitching matchup before first pitch. We head back out to the booth, a final check-in with Rick and Charlie, guys. Ten games remain in the regular season. The Dodgers need two to reach 107 victories, which would be a franchise record. They need a win today, and they will clinch home field advantage throughout the National League portion of the postseason. Their magic number over the Astros is five for home field advantage throughout the postseason. As Michael Grove gets a start for the Dodgers today against the 41-year-old Adam Wainwright. Yeah, for Grove, his fifth start, he's also made one relief appearance, 19 in the third inning. He's given up 23 base hits, a rather high batting average against the 271. So he needs to close things out. The other part too is he needs to pay better attention to runners on base. Why? Well, opposing teams now are six for six in stolen base attempts against the young right-hander. And for the Dodgers, well, they're facing the veteran. 41 years of age, don't let the birth certificate fool you folks because Adam Wainwright, when he's on, it has that good curveball, he can be lights out. But in his last four starts, only so-so, a two-and-one record and a five-and-two-thirds ERA. Wainwright and Grove this afternoon's starters. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch is next. I'll be back after the game with all the postgame festivities as the Dodgers wrap up this homestand. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is next. Dodgers and Cardinals. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.